and studies were done on whole populations of people to see how they thought about things, what topics they thought about, why they thought about those topics. And they concluded even then that it was basically through word of mouth uh, or from town criers as they had uh, prior to the newspapers being uh, available to everyone. And whatever you were told became your topic for the week, basically. Most people don't think through the wording of what they're being given. They seem to accept it as fact. And study after study has proven that about 87% of the population don't question anything they hear from mainstream media. So you can imagine who got in on that act in the 20th century and now totally dominate it. Back with more after this break. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Just mentioning how the big boys who want to control the world got in early because you could never allow media to develop this truly alternate, giving other points of views. If you want to standardize the world, you want to standardize the, the minds of the public by coordinating all media through them, through those two basic channels, and eventually one. We, we were pretty well at today, because most stuff goes through routers, and there's only one other major newswire worldwide. Personally, I don't think there are, there's any competition at all. I think there's really, really one at the top with the impression there is competition. And you'll find that with a lot of things even to do with big international corporations. I really don't think there's competition at all. And many of the biggest ones in, that advance the sciences, especially to do with the military-industrial complex, and that involves everything, even all the stereo equipment you have in your home. They're involved in all these areas. These are real companies, but they're started up by those, again, who basically are part of the military-industrial complex for a, a planetary system. And most of the research and development is into other areas, such as brain chips and stuff like that. There's always been a war going on, but it really wasn't until the 20th century that it came to a climax and there's actually phases in this war where they're planned in, in centuries. It can take a century to warm up a people to an idea, even for revolution. People don't realize that it takes that long to get an idea rolling amongst the populace. And there's got to be some reason, a truth somewhere, uh, that they can, they can actually teach the people and point to and say, look, that's just awful what's being done to you. And the people are given leaders, they follow the leaders, and before they know it, yep, they've had their revolution. Most revolutions, remember, are bloodless, they're cultural, they're done within. And then afterwards, you find this mayhem everywhere, fallout of the new system, and lo and behold, you're not freer after all. You have more government bureaucracies dealing with the fallout, which is really the intent in the first place. Get more and more control over the public in different areas of their lives. That's why media is so important. And obviously, since people guzzle media, literally guzzle it today, uh, then it cannot be left in the hands of those outside of the loop of control. So many newspapers were put under, in fact, in the late 20th century because they were not in the loop, they didn't join the loop. 
and the, those who controlled the advertising industry. And in the U- U.S., it's only really one company left, one massive corporation. They just pull the ads and down you go. That's the real world. These things really happened. And there's lists and lists of papers that this was done to who are politically incorrect. Everybody's given the whiff. It's like giving someone a perfume to get a whiff of what, what the new political correctness is, and you better adapt to it quickly or you're out. That is the real world. Because a real war is waging on many different levels and so many areas for your mind and the minds of your children, if you have any. You have to thumb through the old books. Even when I've read them and I pull them up, the old books, once in a while, to see how far advanced they were 100 to 200 years ago with the understanding of the human mind itself and populations. You might call it the singular mind of the population of the majority of the public and what they knew about it and how they knew how to manipulate it too en masse. Real sciences. So what do you think they're up to today? It's more intense today. It's more easy today. It's easier because they, they have instant communication right to you. Every home in the planet can get the same information given to the same time. That's power. Incredible power. One of tonight's stories is about the vaccines, for instance. We all lived through, now we have all lived through the creation of, the recent creation of the latest coming plague that wasn't. We've watched all the media go into the concerted effort to terrify the populations of the planet. We've all lived through it. What happened? Nothing. It just fizzled away. And I said that as soon as the media stops harping about it, it'll be gone. This is the same as the last uh, fake swine flu epidemic. Once the media stops harping, it's just gone. There aren't whole areas cordoned off uh, for for, uh, reasons of contamination. It hasn't happened. People aren't dropping dead all over the place. They're not burying people in mass graves. Yet this is the stuff pumped out by the media. And the, um, the reason I'm saying this is because People tend to slip back into the mainstream version and get carried on with the latest news and get conned again and again and again. You learn by living your own life and accepting your own experiences and standing with your own conclusions, your own conclusions. Remember what Albert Pike said, those who will not use their own mind, basically, their reason and mind, that means memory too. Those who won't use them, it says, are meats on the table and beasts of burden by choice and consent. The reason they had to destroy the interrelationships between generations is because they did not want information passed on to the younger ones by the older ones. All information including updates in the new cultures, be given via the school. That has been successfully completed. The the youngsters are taught not to listen at all to anyone that's older than themselves. That's why they prefer young, very young teachers. They can still identify with the, the young teacher strategy. But the vaccine thing, and, and so even when I read articles like this to show you 
the farce of it all, and I've read quite a few since the, the so-called flu horror show that was coming down the pike. I said, too, once they had, uh, the governments had signed on all the billions of dollars and promises to pay for the next five years of vaccines, it would just go away. Yeah. This is from a, a, a website, this all-pro vaccine. It's probably backed by all the big companies. And it's called Fierce Vaccines. I've read from it before. December the 23rd. And when I scroll down here, you, you see the guy, I think, who I think he is, um, I don't know if he's the, the editor, but it's John Carroll. He does the editing for it. And I scroll down even further, and I'll put this link up on the site for you to scroll through yourself. Here's an article here. Um, Mediimmune recalls swine flu vax doses. Now, I've read an article before where thousands were recalled. Well, here you go. AstraZeneca's Mediimmune is scrambling to retrieve up to about 5 million doses of swine flu vaccine. And this is the excuse they give. And I don't believe them at all. I really don't. I've read enough of the pharma industry to understand how they work. This is because at least, it has lost at least some of its potency. FDA officials were quick to reassure the public that the doses delivered, delivered in a nasal spray were safe. And the people who had already received the shot drawn from the 13 lots now being recalled don't need to go back and get a second jab. So which is it? Is it one or the other? They give you double speak here. Believe you me as well, the lots will be an awful lot more than 5 million doses. And whatever really is wrong with it uh, is so dangerous that they don't want the public really to know. That's what's about too. So just a week ago, Sanofi Aventus had to issue a recall for 800,000 doses. The other company that had lost their potency. This is an excuse for given it. That, that's too stupid for, for, if you understand how this stuff is made. This is for the public. It truly is for the public because we're supposed to be really stupid and ignorant and that's why science can run rings around you with nonsense like the weather scam as well same idea but they're, they're complaining and they're saying yeah it's, they've lost their potency that's why they're recalling them rotten rubbish it's interesting these are the ones too that uh, it's a mist that you breathe in it's a cheapo type way of doing it too with a live virus I've read the articles from the World Health Organization because they were doing parts of Africa. I think Nigeria was getting done by, again, our charitable foundations that want to eliminate the third world, um, giving out these free shots of polio vaccine that was actually through nasal mist. And what happened was they say that a laboratory created polio vaccine because they altered them. They actually can identify which uh, virus it comes from. The, the laboratory vaccine has now become a killer. It's spreading like wildfire over there. And of course, most people again will say, well, that must be an accident because no one would do that on purpose. And when you show them the documentation with the bills that went through with uh, Kissinger, when he declared that the third world was a target, it says for overpopulation was a threat to the state. They'll still put it into their back a pigeonhole and say, no, no, I can't deal with that. No one would do that kind of stuff to them. Well, these are the same people who will listen to what I'm saying here and then they run off and get the flu the next time there's a scare. You get the flu, the flu shot. They'll run off and get it. Britain was the first country, as it is for everything, really, it's the flagship for the New World Order. Uh, Britain was the first one to try and promote an ID card back in the late 90s. 
Uh, in 98, there's a program in Canada, I think it was Wendy Mesley show, who also went through the, the coming ID card. And Britain, uh, people at the time, says, well, what's happening? The Cold War's over. We're fighting no one. What's the problem? But they were very suspicious. So they, they went back to the burner and waited for 9-11 to happen, which, of course, it did. And um, it brought it out again. But people still didn't fall for it. And so they brought it out voluntarily rather than making it mandatory as they first proposed. And they told the public, you start buying the trial ones, it'll replace your passport. Really? Well, I'll, I'll tell you about what happened that, with that when I come back from this break. Valid on Eurostar at this time. 
Meanwhile, two major German airlines said they would not accept the cards until they had been officially recognized by the German, the German federal authorities. So it says it's been a complete or a major embarrassment to the Home Office, which has already been forced to water down its ID card scheme. The cards were originally proposed to be compulsory, but after a public outcry, they're now being championed by ministers as politicians as useful for students wanting to get drunk and prove their age, basically. That's what it's about. So, as I say, getting back to the other one, they showed here a documentary on Wendy Mesley in Canada, and she always gets the, the good stuff. That she, she gets the tip off of the good stuff for what's coming down the pike. And she went through this whole, I think, one-hour show uh, on the coming ID card, late 90s in Canada. And uh, she was eventually told by a guy in charge of a company, a big company who makes the ID cards. He said that, that uh, he says that everyone will have one. She says, well, what makes she's so sure they'll take it? He said, because they'll be given no option. And that's pretty well how the show ended. I've tried and didn't try to get that show. I've still got a little bit of it somewhere on a tape, but I taped over the rest of it on old VHS. And, as I say, Britain is a flagship, and people in the U.S. have no idea what's coming down. They've watched the build-up of internal armies, uh, at least talked about and shown different articles in the regular media, since 2001, but they were starting up the internal armies long before that in preparation for what's to come down. But here's what they do in Britain. So you've got all this to look forward to in the U.S. and Canada too, by the way. Actually, I'll mention before I start that back in the 80s, early 90s, I was told to check out the, the entrances or the the, the, the T-junctions at major road intersections and highways, major highways, because they have sockets in the ground there for things to go into on either side. And sure enough, I checked them out, a few major highways, and they did. And this is for these, uh, these posts they can put in there, they're collapsible fences, they can put straight across the highways for future riots and all the rest of it. That's how far ahead they plan things, because they know what's always coming, including the planned bank crashes and all that. It's part of an agenda. So this, this article here is from uh, Lancashire, or it's by the Liverpool Local News, I should say, uh, liverpoolecho.co.uk. It says here, December the 8th, Lancashire police shut down roads into the county from Merseyside to stop travelling criminal gangs. This is its use. So motorists from Merseyside were facing delays crossing the border into Lancashire today as police launched a crackdown on travelling criminals. You understand, it's like, that's like... That's like basically cordoning off a, a state. That's what it's like. Lancashire police locked down all the routes into the, con- the county from Merseyside and Manchester as they stopped and searched scores of cars. And they call it Operation Vault. was launched to combat armed, armed crooks. I don't know why they get armed crooks in a country where they've disarmed all the public back in the, after World War I. But it, but it says here, Armed, it's the only ones that can get the guns, right, is the crooks. Uh, so to combat armed crooks travelling across county borders, police chiefs in Lancashire blame criminals from Merseyside and Manchester for much of their serious crime. And then they go on to just explain why they're doing it. The, uh, even the cars to look out for, the expensive ones that the, the, the gangs are robbing. But this is all, again, they've got Asiatic gangs, everything there now. They've got every kind of gang you can imagine, thanks to the globalism that they've uh, forced upon everybody. 
by mandatory law and opening the doors wide to immigration to pay off the national debt. They keep telling us at the top they need more coming in. Well, now they're cracking down whole counties with these armed cops. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Yesterday, I read an article by Young Paul to do with uh, how Wikipedia basically is a battleground, really, for political correctness, and how teams of people really uh, can work on just the one item all the time to make sure it's a PC uh, type that they want the public to read and eliminate anyone else with any other opinion or evidence on any topic. Remember, everything is political. Everything is... If, you, if you're out there thinking that everything that's free out there is for your benefit, you've been taken as a sucker. It's to shape your mind according to the masters above you that you don't even know exist. They want to shape your mind to suit themselves. Information is power. Knowledge is power. And here's another article by a guy who was mentioned in the article who keeps getting his site stuff pulled off it by this team that are very political and obviously well-funded, maybe even full-time, to make sure that the, the pro- uh, catastrophe, the looming catastrophe scenario uh, succeeds. And it's from uh, Lawrence Solomon. He posted, he posted this stuff and had all his stuff pulled before by another character and a team, obviously, who change it every two minutes. And so I think it's a national post this came from. But anyway, I'll put these links up on my site at the end of the show and you can check for yourself. December the 23rd, it says here. Lauren Solomon, Climate Gate rages on at Wikipedia. Since my Saturday common, a column described how Wikipedia editors have been f- uh, feverishly rewriting history uh, over much of the decade. Fair-minded Wikipedians have been doing their best to correct the record. No sooner than they remove gross distortions, however, than the distortions are replaced. Now, this is the character who's the, the, the obviously getting paid, maybe even full-time to do this. William Connolly a climate gate member of the Wikipedia's chief climate change propagandist remains as active as ever. How does Wikipedia work and how does Conley and his co-conspirators exercise control? Take Wikipedia's page for medieval warm period as an example. In the three days following my column's appearance, this page alone was changed some 50 times in battles between Conley's crew and those who want a fair presentation of climate history. One of the battles concerns the so-called hockey stick graphs, which purport to show that temperatures over the last 2,000 years were fairly stable until the last century, when temperatures rose, it rose rapidly to today's supposedly dangerous and unprecedented levels. In these graphs, the medieval warm period, a period of several centuries around the year 1000, appears to be a modest bump along the way. So anything that was really high, they've kept it down low to show that we're all, oh, this is the warmest time right now we're going through. So the, the medieval warm period appears as a modest bump. You know, it was so warm across Europe, they stopped, uh, when they built houses, they stopped putting fireplaces indoors for about 100 odd years, 200 years. Didn't need them. 
you couldn't live inside the house without a fire in those kind of uh, warm periods. This is normal, up and down, up and down. So they've eliminated that from their graph, you see. Before the hockey stick graphs began to be published about a decade ago, scientists everywhere, including those associated with the United Nations itself, viewed the medieval warm period as much hotter than today. It's amazing how they can change all, everything in 10 years, eh? Rather than appearing as a modest bump compared to today's high temperatures, the medieval warm period looks more like a mountain next to the molehill that is today's temperature increase. The hockey graphs led to an upheaval in scientific understanding when the United Nations reversed itself and declared them bona fide. Soon after, the hockey stick graphs were shown to be bogus by a blue-chip panel of experts assembled by the U.S. Congress. The ClimateGate emails confirmed the blue-chip panel's assessment. We now know that the ClimateGate scientists themselves doubted the reliability of the hockey stick graphs. The whole world is to change because of this bogus graph that they brought out. Isn't that amazing? The whole world and you and me, everybody, has to suffer with carbon police and taxes because of this fake graph. It sits here with the hockey stick graph so thoroughly discredited, you'd think they would become a footnote to discussion of the medieval warm period or an object of amusement and curiosity. But no, on the Wikipedia page for the medieval warm period, the hockey stick graph appears prominently at the top as if it is settled science. Then he goes on to see what happened when he put stuff up. Within two minutes, the stuff that gets pulled down again by the same bunch. Obviously connected with the IPCC. And he mentions, too, uh, about uh, Wikipedia and how much money you'll see in the comments at the bottom that this free, you know, this free impartial organization, Wikipedia, for knowledge, you understand, gets $6 million a year. With tin cups, you know, going round doors. <laughs> well, you'll be funded by the big foundations. You better believe it, because they they run everything else that runs your brain, including the textbooks the children must read. Another interesting article has to do with how you can actually use overload of information to dumb people down which they knew a long time ago, an awful long time ago, through other experiments before computers even came along. December the 16th, 2009, news.com.au, Australia. Brains are overloaded daily with more info than a laptop can handle. And this is December 15th on here. Uh, People are so busy processing information from all directions, they're losing the tendency to think and feel sourcenews.com.au says I guess the average person is bombarded with enough information every day to overload a laptop computer, a study is found through email, the internet, TV and other media, people are deluged with around 100,500 words a day equivalent to 23 words per second University of San Diego researchers uh, estimate And they claim the strain of processing so much data means we're becoming disconnected from other people and developing shorter attention spans. Well, when when you read something like that, who does it benefit? I said years ago that data is data. It's neither true nor false. It's just data. And I mentioned the effects this would have on people because, again, they've done this in different um, experiments on on the public in previous centuries. 
before they used computers. It can be done in other ways. But it's interesting to see you become disconnected from other people. That's right along with the agenda. The, the, you know, the world Soviet, the new socialist world system run by the Fabians. And the Fabians are an alliance, remember, of a group all tightly bound, bound together with a common uh, purpose. And they're developing shorter attention spans. That means you can be conned over and over again with the same tricks. Roger Bond, co-author of the study, How Much Information is Called, said, Our attention is being chopped into shorter intervals, and that's probably not good for thinking deeper thoughts. No kidding. Well, you see, they were already doing that with a generation that were brought up on cartoons. And I've read the articles before. Again, science wants everyone's science and proof and all the rest of it. Uh, they can't even take their own uh, lifetime watching children, even their own children, lose their attention span by staring at the, goggle, the, the Google box. They can't even... Now, they've got to have scientific facts and studies to, to before it's true, you see. It's on TV, it must be true. Or it's in the paper, it must be true. And they showed that the, the cartoons, if the children turned their heads away, they were designed this way. For more than two to three seconds, they'd lose... The, the thread of the story because the, the, the scenes are only about two to three seconds long from face to face who's talking to who's talking and, and this is intentional to make the children uh, stick like glue to the end of that program but they get, they get short attention spans and so the studies of course are proving what we already knew Edward Hallowell, a New York psychiatrist and author specializing in attention deficit disorder, said, never before in human history have our brains had to process as much information as they do today. Now remember, most of it is garbage. Garbage. 99.9% of all daily information is garbage. It's meant to overload you. And it has no effect on and bearing on your life anyway. And to show you another article that ties in with this, it's good to go into some of the computer sites once in a while to see what they're pushing and technology and how they're getting the answers all geared up to this wonderful Brave New World scenario. This is from, it's called Giga-Om. Giga-Om, it's called. And uh, I'll put, again, I'll put this, these links up on my website for you to read. December 22nd, 2009. Brain chips, artificial intelligence is all in your head. I guess that's supposed to make youngsters laugh. Then they show you uh, a diagram of the brain, human brain, and where these the actual places that they can, they're going to put these chips. And it's interesting because I don't know if you've studied um, the agenda of those at the top at all, really. They're, they're, they're hard, boring books that they put out in multitudes, especially during the whole Soviet era, mainly printed in New York for the Soviets, by the way, uh, openly. Uh, they talked about getting the perfect Soviet man, someone who would simply obey. You'd be a number. You'd be a cog in the machine. Uh, you, your individuality had to be destroyed. And the United Nations has also said the same thing. The main danger they have is the individual, not the masses. It's the individual that thinks. Same with Matsy Tung. Matsy Tung said he was, he was not afraid of armies coming against him with weaponry. Uh, he said that he's af he was afraid of, a, of someone with a, a, an idea, a big idea. 
That's what scared them. They're looking at the diagram here and where they're putting it all. It's the usual thing to help people, you know, to help the people, the unfortunates, the one that we really, really care about. We can tell, by the way, they treat the unfortunates in the world, those that are on these measly pittances of of disability pensions and all the rest of it. We know how much they really care. That's why they put thousands and millions and millions of bucks of taxpayers' money into into finding ways to alleviate the pain of being on the fringe of society. We know that, don't we? But when you look at what they've got, they've got uh, cognition enhancement. And, of course, they say, oh, they could reverse paralysis. They've yet to do that. So it's not for that. Brain-computer interface, well, they have done that. In fact, the first uh, studies they did were on prisoners in Sweden. Uh, they put implants in their brain, hardwired them to computers, so, so they led the field in that. Uh, prevent seizures, well, they're really going to pull out because they really care about epileptics and so on, as you know, as you well know. Improve hearing, so they use something that can be done now with a, a cochlear implant. Artificial vision, just like the Borg had on television. Eliminate depression. Happy, you'll be happy all the time. Do you understand that if you eliminate something uh, that, say, say, sadness, you will never mature into a full human being. Never. As part of maturing into wisdom, you must experience all, all levels of everything. The ultimate joys, the ultimate sadnesses and, and tragedies. Otherwise, you're, you'll, you'll be a child for Peter Pan syndrome. And since about the 60s onwards, all the ads on TV and all the propaganda from psychiatry says, uh, well, yeah, people should be happy all the time. That's what advertising is about, happy people, happy all the time, like manic depressives in the, the manic phase, happy, happy, happy. That's not human. But what they'll give you with all this stuff is a sex chip. Oh, wow. So here you are, you'll be a dumb, uh, data-overloaded zombie who can be programmed remotely by someone else who runs your program and probably fed very little, cheap to keep, but you have a sex chip. It's like talking about an animal and how to control it and keep it happy so it will serve you better, and that's exactly what it really is. Anyone who's falling for all this stuff they see in the sci-fi, oh, I'll have all these amazing powers... Do you believe that those in charge of the world are going to give you any power at all over anything? If you do, you should really go and get that chip very quickly and just have no, no unhappiness in you with the, unhappiness, the happiness chip and, and the sex chip. Lots are almost there at this stage already, by the way. Astonishing, isn't it? And <laughs> global warming. I mentioned uh, Copenhagen was winding up, and they'd all agreed to agree to all the other amendments that'll come along with the next meeting. Um, and that's what it's all about: just getting it all on record for a world government, obviously. And some of the top have already said that this is for world government, not even not just those who oppose it, but those who are all for it. Uh, Europe was snowed under. That blizzards stop trains across Europe. Here's an article here from the BBC, and it's from 23rd December. It says, Snow and ice is the worst in 20 years. Ice and snow have left Scotland's roads in their worst condition for 20 years, the Transport Minister has said. 
Temperatures have dropped as low as minus 16 centigrade, and several areas of the country were hit by heavy snowfalls. The runways Edinburgh were closed and Presswick Airport roads were closed, uh, and buses and different vehicles were overturned in different places. The usual story you get. But uh, all this is happening when they're putting through the biggest scam in history amongst all the other great scams in history, like the scam with the flu plague that was going to kill so many people. Scam after scam after scam. I get so much data sent to me, uh, I really um, cursory glance at things because I know when, when this, where the spin is in any story. And often I'll take something that's important and then I'll ignore it. I'll just wipe it off because it's, there's a spin attached to the, the latter part of the articles. Professionals do this stuff. Media is not there to help you survive in life. It's not there for that. And it's not there to help you participate in your future or your country's future or your people's future. That's not what it's for. Media is there to control you and to give you trivia most of the time. When the greatest things are happening in the world and and massive bills, omnibus bills, thousands of pages get rammed through parliaments and congresses across the planet, they give you these little stories of an individual and what's happening with this little individual who dropped a person, someone found it, and all that kind of stuff. Or a person got mugged. You know the score. You know how it works. Back with more after this break. Pollutions in Lake Springfield. There's a state of emergency. 
they show you bestiality to kiss and kissing pigs. They have the, the skull and crossbone symbolism everywhere. The Environmental Protection Agency is mentioned throughout it. Schwarzenegger as president is in there too. Trapped in a huge dome city over Springfield. Holographic TV screen is inside the dome. Supplies are running low. There's rationing. Gasoline, for instance. People are policing each other. Spying on each other. Homosexuality. They have, they have the policemen kissing each other, the two policemen. Underage drinking. Chemtrails are shown in, in the cartoon. That's how you get conditioned to think it's all normal. NASA even put a, a, a documentary showing all these chemtrails now because people are asking questions or to, to tell them it's all normal. So the chemtrails in it and the clouds get longer throughout the, the movie. Power failure happens because you cut back on energy. Crime and there's theft in the dome. Supplies are running out as rioting. National Security Agency listens in on all phone calls. Helicopters, armed guards are outside the dome. Doomsday clock is ticking. There's suicide in it. And then, of course, they put this little bit at the end. No animals are harmed during filming. But you can't enjoy any fiction today, any fiction, without something being implanted in your mind as per predictive programming. Through the use of emotion, especially in drama and movies, they can make any system, any, any, any incident actually seem very human, very human until you identify with characters, even a mass murderer if need be, uh, is just a guy like you. They can, they can do that sort of stuff. Hollywood did all that during the, the, the 40s, even with all the gangster movies. They humanized the crooks, the guys who would gun folk down with machine guns. They can do anything with your brain if you let them and most do rather than use it for themselves we're back again tomorrow night so from Hamish myself in Ontario Canada it's good night to me your God or your gods go with you <laughs>